Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm your host, and I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And today, I'm bringing you my very first solo episode. We're in episode number 120-something, and yeah, this is the first time I've done a solo episode. Not because I have been afraid or uncomfortable with doing a solo episode, but because I love connecting with other humans so much that honestly, it never occurred to me until today to do an episode. And to bring you this episode about human design, because I get I talk about human design all over the place, and I, I'm talking about it a little bit during episodes, I'm talking about it a little bit in the introductions, but I've never really told you guys, given you guys an overview, given you a place to start out with human design. So that is my intention for today. I've even, as most of you know, I don't really prep before my conversations with people because I love to be super present and in the flow and open to surprises and open to everything. For this one, I even wrote notes because I get so excited about this topic that I could probably talk for hours and hours and hours and try and tell you everything, which would totally overwhelm you. So I'm trying to um, create a lane for myself and stay, if not within that lane, as close to it as possible. Okay, so let's do this thing. Human design. What kind of name is that, right? When I first heard the term human design, I was from my friend Brooke, who was actually on on the podcast, and I can't remember if it was during the recording of the episode or after we'd finished recording. But she said, have you ever heard of human design? And I was like, what? I thought it was just such a strange phrase to me that I had no idea what she was talking about. And she, I think she told me where to get my chart. So I went and looked it up, looked up my chart. I am one of those people that I know when I was born, I was born at 1228 PM. And so I looked at my chart and then I'm seeing this, like, if you've ever seen a human design chart, you know, it just looks like nonsense. There's this two parallel lines with all these numbers and symbols on either side of a body that's got all these colors and shapes and then little round things in it. It just, when I first looked at it, I was just like, huh, what am I supposed to do with this? So eventually, I'm a manifesting generator, and eventually I read somewhere that manifesting generators are warrior Buddhas. And that, that hit my soul. And I was like, oh, that feels really true. Okay, so maybe there is something to this human design thing. And then it was like another month later that somebody said, oh, you're into human design? Do you follow Jenna Zoe? And I was like, no, who's that? So then I discovered Jenna and I learned everything I possibly could from her and did her training and went all the way, I mean, all the way down the human design rabbit hole. And here I am. And there are still things for me to learn because this system is so huge that there will always be things to learn. I personally, it wouldn't be fun for me to do anything in which I learned it all. I can't even relate to that. Um, So yes, there's still things to learn. And 
I'm madly in love with this system. And here's why. Wait, hold on a second. I'm actually looking at my notes. And first, I want to explain what it is, which is hard. It's a combination of astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, the Kabbalah tree of life. And those things are all mixed in together. And this guy named Ra Urahu downloaded everything um, 20, 20 to 30 years ago. It sounds totally woo-woo, right? Completely crazy. And when I heard that part of it, I thought so too. And then when I read my chart and like finally understood my chart, I was like, oh, wow, wait, this is so incredibly accurate. It gives me so much permission, gives me the, the platform with which to say to the younger version of myself, you are doing it all exactly as you're supposed to do it. Look, this is what your soul chose for you. And then I started doing readings for other people. And again and again, people were just like stunned by how accurate it felt and how, how much it gave them permission to be themselves. So I've been falling deeper and deeper and deeper in love with this system that gives us, so it shows us what our souls picked out for us. Our souls picked out these energy types and these gifts and these profiles and these authorities all so that we can be here to be ourselves and impact the world in the way we are truly supposed to do it, to truly change the world in a way that only we can. Because the world would not, we cannot elevate the world if we're all the same human, right? If we're all, if we all have the same gifts, the same opinions, the same styles, no, we need variety. We need a whole lot of variety. And so each soul chose completely different things and we're all this mishmash and we get to work together to raise this place up. So what I really love about human design isn't, is that it gives me permission to be who I am and gives me permission to really truly celebrate when I am being who I am and to feel the flow and feel the difference between when I'm being me and when I try to force thing or do something that's not in alignment with my design. And it allows me to see other people and see them living their design and celebrate that. There's so much in our culture of telling people that they're doing life wrong. They're doing business wrong. They're doing manifesting wrong. They're doing goal setting wrong. They're doing everything wrong. And oh, human design is such an incredible tool to call out all of that stuff and say, no, there's, you can't do it wrong. We're, each of us is completely unique and we're here to lean into the gifts that we have and to rock our uniqueness, own our uniqueness and use it to impact others or to change the world or to teach the world, lead the world, to tweak things, to do all of these different things. And our uniqueness is to be celebrated. We need it. And we need other people's uniqueness. And we need the whole thing. We need the whole thing. I almost went off on too far of a tangent. But my goal today is to start with the energy types. Um, in human design, there are five energy types. And we all have a little bit of each energy type in us. 
So what your chart says about you is going to be your primary energy type. So if you feel like some of the other energy types resonate with you, yeah, it's totally normal. We're all humans. We are, we really truly are all one. We are all deeply connected and you've got a primary energy type. And this is how you are meant to dance with life, to dance with the universe, to dance with the other energy that surrounds us because energy is everything, right? So how we are supposed to interact with the energy around us. Five, five types, okay? Reflectors, projectors, manifestors, generators, and manifesting generators. Got that? Reflectors, projectors, manifestors, generators, and manifesting generators. Each of these types is here to flow. We are all here to flow. I hear a lot of stuff about various types that some people are here to, to work and some people are not. And uh-uh. <laughs> That's what my safe girl says to that. Uh-uh. We are all here to flow. We are all here to experience joy. We are all here to experience ease. Now, let's start with reflectors. In my opinion, they don't get as much attention as I think they deserve. They're such magical beings and they don't get that much attention because supposedly they are only 1% of the population. I'm lucky enough so far to know three or four of them. So I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. And I think that means that they might be more than 1% of the population. And I don't know who came up with these statistics and I don't buy them. Anyways, reflectors, totally magical beings. They are total... Well, I call them disco balls of magic. They are here to reflect and embody the wisdom and the energy around them. That means they reflect and embody the wisdom of their environment. And that's their environment, their human environment, like the people around them, the animals around them, the community around them, maybe their, um, their workplace or their school, their institution, and also the environment, like Mother Earth our reflectors, and yes, I just call them our reflectors. They're here, like watch the reflectors around you. We want to keep them healthy. We keep them healthy by keeping our environment healthy. They will reflect the health of the planet, the health of the ecosystem that they're in, the health of the community they're in. We want to look to them. So reflectors, when you sit with a reflector, Oh, I just got chills as I thought of that. They can take on our energy in every single part of their energetic being. They take it on, they feel it, they amplify it, and then they reflect it back to us. These people are the disco balls that we need in the center of our tribes. Everyone needs a reflector. I think we need a lot of reflectors. They also have this magical relationship with the moon. So they, you know what, you don't need to know. I'm not going to make it overcomplicated. Just reflectors are super connected with the moon. And their strategy, as each type in human design has a strategy, theirs is supposed to be to wait a lunar cycle. Now that's 28 days. That's a long way to wait before you interact with something, before you make a decision. And that can sound really daunting and exhausting and stressful. and just like, so what's going to happen magically in 28 days? Okay. 
So let's dig into that. It's a practice. So if you give yourself that entire lunar cycle, give yourself those 28 days, notice when you do get clarity and just try not to push yourself on a, and we're talking big decisions here. When you want to decide where to go for lunch, you can, you can work, you can do that a whole lot faster. You don't have to say, oh, let's schedule lunch for 28 days from now because then I'll know where I want to go. No, you're human. You can human. You can choose what you want for dinner. You can choose where you want to go to lunch, these things. But if it's like, do you want to start a business? Do you want to change careers? Maybe even do you want to get married or something like that? Give it a lunar cycle and notice within that cycle, when do you start to get clarity? Because maybe it's only in a few days. Just give yourself that space and notice your flow with the moon. The moon changes every single day. Every single moment is brand new when it comes to the moon. I have this practice of every morning I take Makai out and I stand with my feet in the grass and look up at the sky and look at the moon. And trust me, it's brand new every morning. There's this beautiful goddess and she always looks different. She's always smiling and she always looks different. And reflectors have this strong connection, connection with the moon and they remind us that every moment is brand new. They are constantly evolving. They do not belong in boxes. There's no labels for them. And they're here to remind all of us that humans don't belong in, no, nothing belongs in a box. Maybe a gift belongs in a box, as in a present that you would unwrap. But humans don't belong in boxes, and labels do not belong on humans. A reflector is constantly evolving, so these things can't fit on them. They're here to show and to teach and remind the rest of us, no boxes, no labels. And reflectors, because we live in the society that so wants us to define ourselves, you may feel the strong desire to define yourself, to give yourself a label, to give yourself a title, to niche yourself. You know what? Tomorrow's going to be a brand new day. And the day after that is going to be a brand new day. Trying to define yourself, trying to put yourself in a box is going to be exhausting. It's not going to feel good at all. It feels, it feels to me like it would be out of alignment. And when a reflector is out of alignment, they experience disappointment. When a reflector is in flow, they experience surprise. Reflectors, instead of defining themselves, they want to come to peace, acceptance, and fall in love with the fact that they are, they're everything and nothing. They're everyone and no one. Again, they're beautiful disco balls of magic. Now, reflectors are one of the types that sometimes people will say like things like reflectors have no energy. Therefore, uh, I don't know, they need to sit on the couch all day. Uh-uh. First of all, every reflector is going to be completely different. And I happen to know a reflector who's an Olympian. So there. That's pretty energetic human. And it feels like she's living her design. Uh, any, No matter your type, 
please don't listen to anything that says, oh, you're a reflector, you can't do that. You're a projector, you can't do that. Any of that. It's not true. You really can do anything you want. This, this system is an experiment for you to try on, for you to try on, like, what does it feel like to follow my design? And it's a way of living, a way of being, that when you follow your design, you will experience flow and ease. Sure, you're going to fall off the wagon every once in a while because it's an experiment and a practice and an experience. And human design, here, promise me this, listeners, please. When human design tells you something that makes you feel empowered and lit up and gives you permission to be you, and you feel it in your body and you feel like, like you've got champagne bubbles in your body, that, that is what human design is for. If human design makes you feel like you're in a box, that piece of information is not for you. Or you, that just, it's not for you. You should feel expansive and wide and filled with possibilities when you learn about yourself in human design. Alrighty, ready to move on to projectors? So projectors are here to guide us. They're, they're like a little bird, and I picture the bird in Snow White, which the, this, you know, this memory might be completely wrong, but I picture a blue bird, and I think it was in Snow White. It's a cartoon bird. So projectors are like sitting on a branch, watching the rest of us, watching like all the dogs and cats and rats and squirrels and raccoons, like roughhouse on the ground. And they're looking down and thinking, huh, there's totally a better way to be doing that. And for a projector, well, they're here to tweak systems that already exist, to make things more efficient, and like I said, to guide us. The tricky thing here is they see things so clearly. They see this room for improvement. They see other people. And... Their strategy is to wait for the invitation because if they just call down to all those dogs and cats and rats and squirrels and chipmunks and whatnot and say, yo, there's a better way to do this. You move over here. You, you go over here. Oh, what? How are those little animals going to respond? They're like, who are you and who made you the boss? The rest of us need a place for your wisdom to land. Okay, so projectors are here to guide the rest of us, and we need a place for their wisdom to land. If you're having lunch with a friend, you don't need to wait for an invitation. If you want to give somebody a compliment, you don't need to wait for an invitation. But if you want to give advice, you want to wait for an invitation. And I am not talking about a calligraphy style embossed invitation. I'm talking about an energetic invitation. So how does somebody invite you energetically? There's the obvious way of, oh, tell me more about that. Or, um, hey, can you help me with this? And then there's a slightly more, more subtle ways in which like if somebody is, um, if they're on your email list, if you have a business, if they're following you on social media, then that is an invitation. They are, they have a place 
for your wisdom to land. In fact, they're, they're waiting for your wisdom. So please share it. Now, more about your wisdom. That's, that's kind of your, that's, it's like you're holding this golden ball. All projectors are holding this glowing golden ball. And that is your wisdom. And you are here to build it and build it and build it and build it and build it so that it can help you guide others and improve systems. So a large part of your quote unquote job is to build that wisdom. It's for you to spend most of your time reading, listening, meditating, learning, building your wisdom. And then just a couple hours a day, that's when you want to share, when you want to teach, when you want to coach, whatever modality it is you use to guide, to lead, to tweak, to is efficient, efficient size a word I want it to be, to make things more efficient. You do that in just a couple hours a day. The rest of the time, you are building your wisdom. We don't want you to burn out. We want you to be wise and to get the work done efficiently so you can go out and play. We also, all right, so you're, you're great seers. You see everything so clearly. The most important person for you to see is yourself. And by seeing yourself, you are going to open yourself up for others to see you more clearly as well. You gotta see yourself first. We need you to see yourself holding that giant glowing golden ball of wisdom. You're here to be a lighthouse for the rest of us. You're here to guide us, to lead us, to help us be better. When you guys are in flow, you're, it's success. And what that feels like is energetic success, like the energy goes out and it lands. So you guide someone, you give some advice, and they say thank you very much, and they embody it. When you're out of alignment, what you're going to experience is bitterness. And that, for you, can come up in a, a few ways. One, you see everything so clearly. If you use that ability to see, to judge people, that might make you feel bitter. Also. If you give somebody advice and they don't follow it, they don't listen, they don't respect it, they don't honor your golden, your giant golden ball, that's going to make you feel bitter. So you want to use this as your reminder. If you notice you're feeling bitter, oh, where am I out of alignment? How can I do things differently? How can I move myself back? To be in flow. Like I said, this is an experiment. We are all humans. We're trying to be in alignment is like trying to walk on a balance beam. You're gonna stumble every once in a while. You're gonna fall off. It's about getting back on and trying to stay on as long as you can and feeling the flow, feeling the ease, feeling the energy of being in alignment, of being on that balance beam. You feeling good, projectors? And, and if you're not a reflector or projector, I want you guys to be paying attention to what I just shared about these types. Listen to the descriptions of all the other types so that when you've got somebody in your life who's one of these types and you see them, the way they dance with the energy around them, the way they flow, when you see them really truly owning and living their design, 
celebrate them, please. It's so magical to see humans in flow and what we all want to be in flow. And how amazing would this whole universe be if every human were always in flow? So that means supporting ourselves so that we're in flow and supporting and cheering on others so that they too can live in flow. Manifestors, let's do this. You guys are wicked powerful. Your energy, your aura is big. You're born the leader of your family. So even as an infant, we, all of us, we can all feel energy. And we, like parents might feel how big the energy of, is of this tiny little newborn. Even a manifestor is always the leader of their family. Manifestors are here to create momentum in a specific direction. They're basically like the domino flickers. They're the one that they start a movement. They're trailblazers. They, they get there first. They see it. They see it first. They're, they're, yeah, they're the starters. And here's how it works for them. The universe feeds them urges or impulses. Basically, these are ideas. They're um, walking down the street and seeing a slide and, and getting this sudden urge to go down that slide. It's not walking down the street, seeing a slide and being like, oh, that would make a great photo for Instagram. I'm going to go down the slide. Or even just um, <laughs> walking down the street, seeing the slide and thinking, I haven't been on a slide for a really long time. When was the last time I was on a slide? Okay, I'm going to go down the slide. An urge, with an urge, there's no thought. It doesn't make sense. You can't logic your way around an urge. And that's how you know that it's from the universe, that it's a gift, that it's divine. And that's how the universe plants magic in you. That's how the universe shows you where to go. These urges are essentially your golden ticket. Follow them. You are not here to ask other people's advice. You are not here to ask other people's opinions. When you find yourself doing those things, asking for advice, asking other people's opinions, know that that's you like muddying up your flow. I suppose you can ask, ask for opinions, ask for advice. You're not here to take it. You've got this magic. You know exactly where you're going. For you, it's about going there. It's about having the trust and the love of your own bigness. Because you're wicked big, you're wicked bold. You're, you're wicked shiny. And we need you to be in that space to just do what you want. To do, that's what you're here for, manifestors. To do what you want. Your movement, the movement that you are here to create, it's for you and it's for other people, but it's not for everybody. And that's okay. In fact, that's wonderful. Trust that your people will follow you. Trust that the perfect people are with you. And please don't waste your time trying to convert the non-believers. Manifestors often fall in this space of wanting to please people, of wanting everyone to love them. 
your job is to be big and powerful and to create a movement. You're here to change the world. So please do that. Change the world. Go forward. Own your shininess. Own your power. And your strategy is to inform. And what that means is tell us where you're going, please. So if you're walking down the street with me and you see that slide and you suddenly run off, eh, you know, I'm probably going to run with you because I want to go down the slide too. But that may not always be the case. It's just nice if you say, hey, I'm going to go to the slide and then you run. Manifestors have a habit of disappearing sometimes. <laughs> so it's just considerate to tell people what you're going to do. Also, if you tell people what you're going to do, then they won't interrupt you. Like if you're in flow, if you're in creativity, because manifestors, their creativity comes in bursts. So if you're in the middle of a creation period, you know, tell people you're going to go create and then they won't interrupt you because if they interrupt you, it's going to be really hard to get back in your flow. Speaking of those creative bursts, rest between those bursts. Trust that another burst is going to come. You just need to rest in between. So I said your strategy, manifestors, is to inform. When you are in flow, you experience peace. When you're out of alignment, you experience anger. So, so much of your life, like especially as a kid, you may have heard you're too much. You're too big. You're too loud. You're too bright. Oh, now's the time to ditch all of that. You may have heard there's only one way to do things, but your urges have always sent you in another direction, doing things a different way. Please, you are big. You are bright. You are shiny. Be all of those things. Be big and bold and shiny. Who cares if you're too much for some people? That's totally fine. You're just the perfect amount for a bunch of other people. And you are here to lead those people. You're here to change the world with those people. Please be you. You're here to own your uniqueness. So you are big. You are unique. You're not like anyone else. And you're here to change the world. And by being big, by being unique, you're giving the rest of us permission to be big, to be shiny, to be bold, to be unique. So please lead us. All right, generators, moving right along. Generators, you are here to be sparkly AF. You're here to elevate the world. <clears throat> Let me say that again. You're here to elevate the world. You know that. Like you're born just knowing I'm here to lift people up. But you're not here to just lift people up. You are here to elevate the world. And to do that, you need to be lit up. Because as a kid, you may have learned, you have this feeling that you're here to lift people up. So you may have been praised for sacrificing yourself for doing things you didn't want to do, for compromising. And so you start, you develop this belief that you're here to lift people up and you're here to do it by sacrificing yourself. Essentially, you're here to be a people pleaser. That is incorrect. <laughs> you're not here to be a people pleaser. 
You are here to be sparkly AF. You are here to follow your desires. Okay, so that's like the total opposite of being a people pleaser, right? You generators are here to follow your desires. By following your desires, you are going to be lit up and you are going to be sparkly. And when you are sparkly, you are irresistible. You're totally magnetic. Everyone wants to be with you. When you are super sparkly, you elevate. Just through your sparkle, you elevate everyone around you. When you're lit up, you create energy. So you are sparkly, everyone wants to be around you, and you're making energy. So another thing for generators to remember, boundaries. Remember, place boundaries around your desires, around people pleasing. You're not here to be a people pleaser. You're not here anything like a should. When you, shoulds are, shoulds are not for any human. But generators fall into the should trap a lot. So a should is not for you. Any feeling of duty, uh-uh, that feels heavy. Any feeling of owing someone something, no. And I'm not talking about like paying someone back. I'm talking about owing somebody like I owe, I owe her a phone call. No, you're here to follow your desires. You got that? So boundaries. Boundaries don't let other people take advantage of your energy because you got a lot of it. And don't let other people keep you from your desires. Boundaries. Honor and protect your desires with boundaries. We need you to be lit up. We need you to be super sparkly. You've got to be super sparkly and you've got to get there by doing what sets your soul on fire. Got that? Please do what sets your soul on fire. I know I'm repeating myself a whole bunch. And this repeating comes from talking to generators again and again and again and reminding them again and again and again. You're here to do what sets your soul on fire. If you're having trouble wondering what to do, Ask yourself, what sets my soul on fire? That's what you're supposed to do because your sparkle is going to lift people up so much more than you trying to do what will please them. So generators, your strategy is to respond. So first, let me say no hustling. No hustling for any type. We are all here to be in flow. And I'm saying that especially under generators right now, because some people say that generators are here to hustle, and that is not true. Generators are here to respond. The universe is constantly juggling for you. The universe is showing you new things all the time. It's basically like the universe is your personal shopper, and it's showing you new music and new flavors and new smells and new colors and new humans and new ideas and new books, and new opportunities, and you get to say yes or no. In fact, your sacral responds yes or no to each new thing you are shown. And your sacral, your sacral is in your body, right? It's like, it's your gut. So your gut is going to respond with a yes or a no. 
listening to this takes practice. Ra Uruhu says that the sacral responds with uh-huh and uh-uh. I don't know. Mine says yes and nope or nah. So we got to listen. Get in your body. Generators, you got no business in your head. That's not where you're going to know what's for you. Your sacral is going to know. Your body is going to tell you. So pay attention to how your body responds. If I ask you, do you want to do something that you really truly love? So, you know, fill in the blank of that. If it's like, do you want to do a triathlon? Do you want to make pumpkin pancakes? Do you want to paint a wall? Whatever really truly lights you up. Notice where do you feel that in your body? What does it feel like? Do you sit up taller? Do you, do you feel bubbles in your soul? Do you lean forward? And then ask yourself, do you want to do something that you really don't like? Do you want to clean the toilets? Um, let's just stick with that, that example. Um, cause if that lights you up, power to you, please. And come on over. Um, Notice how that no feels. What do you do? How does your body respond then? Or do you slump forward a little bit? Do you maybe lean back in response? Notice these things. Ask yourself easy questions. Use yourself like a magic eight ball, asking yourself yes or no questions, what you like and what you don't like. And this can help you get in touch with that sacral response. Manifesting generators, by the way, this is for you too. So be paying attention. So the universe is constantly juggling for you. It's constantly your personal stopper. You're here to be curious. You're here to figure it out as you go. <laughs> Humans, we, we are so silly. We like to think we're in charge. We like to think, and this isn't about free will. We do all have free will. We like to think like, oh, I want to create this. I want to, um, you know, I don't know. You know what? Scratch that idea. I don't have a good example. Basically, what I'm trying to say is we get to figure it out as we go. The universe is constantly showing us things, and as soon as it shows us something, we go. We follow that. If it lights us up, oh, I want more of that. Give me more of that. Listen to your body. Stay out of your head. The universe has picked a path for you, and this, again, doesn't mean that there aren't multiple paths. Just the universe has picked, has picked a path or multiple paths for you. Trust that when something lights you up, that it is for you. Trust that when something lights you up right now, that the timing is perfect. Just trust like a mofo. And then let's talk about this cleaning out the nose. Because so your sacral is going to respond with a yes or a no. What about, first of all, what about all the stuff that makes you be like, Meh. Like it's not a hard no. It's not, a, I'm not repelled by it. Here's, here's how that works. Imagine you're shopping for jeans and you finally, you're trying on your 10th pair and huh, these are pretty good. I like these. So if you decide to get those, well, here's what's going on right outside the door, right outside that changing room door. The universe is standing there with the perfect pair of jeans that's just going to be super comfy and look so sexy and amazing and perfect on you. And when you say yes to that pair that's meh, pretty good, the universe is like, oh, okay, 
they don't need this. They don't need this pair. So, oh well. So that kind of hangs out in your energy. Those genes like float around in your aura, keeping out any other possibility of better genes because you've already accepted those ones. So we clog up our aura with all these things that are eh, pretty good. And guess what? We are completely worthy of being totally filled to the brim and overflowing with hell yeses. So when something is a no, it is our job to clean it out. Say, no, I don't want that. And just every time we say no, we make space for the universe to show us more things. The universe is actually always showing us things. We just can't always see it. So when we clear out the nose, we can see, we can see the juggler again. We can see all the things the universe is showing us and we can say, yes, 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 no, no, no. We're just constantly, constantly choosing. Okay. When you are lit up, when you are saying yes to something, when you are doing something that totally sets your soul on fire, you're juicy and sparkly and magnetic and irresistible. When you're in flow generators, you're saying, I'm so excited. And maybe your body is moving in this way that is so excited. And that generators is your natural state. You are here to be totally lit up and dancing and jumping and however you show it and to be so excited. When you're out of alignment, it's going to feel like frustration. Now, frustration is like energetic frustration. So it's more when things, when you feel blah, guess what? That's being out of alignment. So check yourself when, use that as a red flag. You feel frustrated? Huh. Okay. You feel blah? Huh. Okay. What can I do to get back to living my design? What is the universe showing me that I'm ignoring? What nose am I hanging on to? Where am I leaking energy by saying yes to something that I really mean no to? All right, MGs, manifesting generators. This is the last one here. This is my energy type. So a few times here, I'm probably going to say we. I might the whole time. All right. we We are my favorite. I'm really excited about this. We're, we're a hybrid between manifestors and generators. And by the way, MGs are my favorite because it's my type and because it feels so good. It feels like I've been given permission to be me. It feels so good to tell my younger self, this is exactly how you're supposed to be. That MGs, we're here to play. Please just let that sink into your body for a second. We are here to play. What does play look like for you? What does it feel like? For me, playing is swimming and biking and running. And there are so many other things. Yoga is sometimes play. Um, Reading a book is sometimes play. There are so many ways I play. This podcast is play for me. Coaching clients, doing human design sessions. Oh my God, it's all play. And we are here to play. We're here to follow the joy. Yeah, I know. You can probably feel my energy right now. I'm really excited about this. I love, I love that I'm not the only one. I love that I'm not doing life wrong. 
I love that this is actually what my soul picked out for me. We're here to carve our own path, which I think of as making fresh tracks in the snow. No one has done it, whatever it is, our way before. Now, when I was younger, I remember looking around and it felt like everyone else was doing it. Like they had a blueprint or something. They had directions that they were following and it seemed so easy for them. And I'd be like, why? Like, why am I always doing it my own way? Why am I always, I mean, I can even remember in grad school, most people had one advisor. I somehow ended up in the middle with two and just, again, carving my own path. No one had done it my way before. No one had had a combination of those two advisors before. And of course, it was perfect. But as a younger human, I would sometimes get so frustrated feeling like other people had this secret, I don't know, set manual, and that it, it just looked so easy for them. So I would try for a day No, I'd never make it a day. I'd try for a little bit (laughs) to try to do it the way I was supposed to do it. Hear that supposed to is another word for should. I'd try to follow the shoulds. I'd try to be a good girl. I'd try to do it the way everyone else was doing it. Oh my God, it felt so gross. I know now that what I felt was frustration. It was energetic frustration. It was total blah, and it was not for me. And now... I look back to younger Kelsey and I say, it's okay, you weren't supposed to do it that way. Look at how perfectly you've actually been living your design most of your life, as hard as it's been. We, so most people are told and teach that to get somewhere you go from A to B to C. Not MGs. No, we go like, A to 43 to yellow to Q. That is our style. That is how we are supposed to dance with the energy around us. We bounce a lot. We're here to do lots of things at the same time. All the things at the same time. And then to switch from thing to thing to thing. We we pick up things pretty quickly. And when we're, we don't need to, we don't need to stick with things for forever. When we're done with them, we're done with them. So my own career path looked like, well, I was a, have my graduate degree, my master's in marine biology and environmental science. So I worked as a marine biologist. I then worked as a science writer, a swim instructor, swim coach, personal trainer, group fitness instructor, um, food blogger. Let's see what else triathlon coach. Then I discovered life coaching, went to coaching school. And that has, I mean, there have been some, some side gigs along the way. And now I'm moving on to human design. I'm, I'm not giving up each, each one of those things has given me the tools. It's given me something I need. It's like the universe is like, you need to go here first to learn this and then go here and then go here and then go here. It's It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I love my path. And yeah, it looks, it can look, some people will call it flaky from the outside. I've never personally fallen for that because everything has felt authentic for me. 
Um, but you know what? This is our flow. This is how we're supposed to do it. I, in all of those early things, I learned curiosity. Look at that from being a biologist, I'm asking questions. Being a life coach, I'm asking questions and I'm getting answers faster than I was as a biologist. As a triathlon coach, I'm working with people, I'm helping them be better. All of these things are connected and they're all helping me be who I am today. Also, our flow is fast. We're faster than all the other energy types. And that triggers people. We break all of these rules. We break the A to B to C rule. We break the do one thing at a time rule. Yeah, we just trigger the F out of others. And it's kind of funny because we're here to, this is our style and we are, our job is to own that, own our MG-ness, own our multi-passionateness. Being multi-passionate is the only way we know how to be. Other types may be multi-passionate as well, but it is the only way an MG knows how to operate. It's the only way we know how to flow. We need to honor and celebrate our own passion, our own bounce, our own speed, our own style. There's a lot of people out there who love to tell us to slow down. Don't. Okay, caveat. If you feel like you want to slow down, please, here's your permission feel free to slow down. But if you don't feel like you're going that fast and you're having fun and you feel like you're in flow, keep flowing, please. People will, maybe they'll catch up, but there's no need to stop and wait for them. Just keep flowing. That is actually how we are serving people more than we possibly could if we were to stop and wait for them to catch up. We're here to do things that no one knew was, were possible. And we're here to do them with so much love and joy and to show that things can be done with so much love and joy, that we can experience success through play, that we can experience success by going from A to Q to Z to 11, that you don't have to follow a linear path in anything you do, that you don't have to fit in a box, you don't need labels, that following the joy can be your mission in life and can lead to more joy and play and sparkle and elevating the world and all the success. And that word success is a funny one because I really truly believe we all define success as however we want. So success is really joy though, or play or elevating and impacting the world. That's what we're doing manifesting generators. We are sparkly AF when we are doing what lights us up and that is elevating the world. So yeah, we're far from linear. We certainly don't belong in boxes or need or want any labels slapped on us. We're here to give others the permission to flow, to follow the joy to be super successful in their own style, not to put themselves in boxes, not to put labels on themselves, but to be their round pegs and square holes or however that phrase works. And I always get it wrong or not quite right. But we're here to give permission to everyone. You don't have to follow the rules. The universe struggles for us the same way it juggles for generators. So it's constantly showing us new things, our job is to keep 
our energy clear. That means clearing out the no. Clearing out like as though the no's, my friend Julie says, clear out the no box. So empty it. Remember to empty the trash after you put everything in there. Clear out the no's. If it's no, it's got to go. Our job is to be able to see everything so we can choose yes or no. So our sacral response, like I said, we move fast. MGs, remember to check, check your sacral response. Take inventory regularly because at some point you're going to be done with something. I remember when I didn't want to do personal training anymore. And I remember when I didn't want to do triathlon coaching anymore. I just got this feeling of, well, now I know it's frustration. There's this eh, like resistance. Like I don't want to write workouts on Sunday nights. So stay tuned with that. There's nothing wrong with your sacral changing its mind. That's what we're here to do. It means you've learned what you were supposed to learn from this section of your life. Now it's on to the next. And you might not have any idea what's next, and that's okay. Sometimes we need to know not this before we know what the this is. So this, and this is true for generators too. Be brave enough to let go of the not this so you can make room for the this. All right, so we're a hybrid between manifestors and generators. So we have that sacral response like generators. We're here to be sparkly AF like generators, and we get urges like manifestors, and we need to follow those urges. This podcast, this solo podcast episode was an urge, and this is me following it. MGs, please remember that you're here to follow the joy. For real, you're here to follow the joy. How great is that? How many times in your life have you heard that you've got to do something in a specific way or follow specific instructions or stay within the lines or go from A to B to C or ugh, all this stuff, even saying it feels so heavy for me. We're not here for the heavy stuff. We're here to follow the joy and be play. And well, I was going to say be light and to play. That is us. Okay. There endeth my uh, positive rant. I don't know what a word for rant is that is positive, but about MGs and all the other types. We are all so magical. We are all so powerful and wonderful. And we are all here to be in flow. And we are all here to work together. We need each other. And every single energy type is magical. And there's so much more to human design. There's profiles, there's gates, there's channels, there's authorities, there's centers, there's open centers. And I'm not going to share any of that right now. If you want to dig further into your personal human design, you can book a session with me and we'll go all the way into your chart. You can go to kelseyabbott.com slash human design. That is all I've got for you. Remember, go forth and be awesome. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please head over to Facebook and join the group Find Your Awesome with Kelsey Abbott. It's free. And if you want more than that, 
go to my website, kelseyabbott.com, and there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome.